Hello, this is JY from Seven Sage, and you're listening to what I believe is episode one of our new podcast.、Uh, I say that because I'm I'm not sure yet that this is going to be a thing.、Um, right now, it's it, to me it feels like an experiment because, well, it's kind of complicated. I I really like podcasts. I listen to them every single day, and I can probably talk to you for hours about like what podcasts are good and and whatnot. But it just felt strange to me for for Seven Sage to have a podcast. You know, it, it almost kind of felt pretentious because,、um, well, just the podcasts that I listen to are so amazing. They have such high production value. Just the level of artistry that goes into it. I just, I, I don't think, I don't know. We're we're an education company. You know, it's like. But anyway, I've I've heard so much from Seven Sagers about how the format itself, just pure audio, is very convenient for、um, long commutes or. Just when you're exercising or just around the house doing some dishes, it's like really convenient to be able to listen to something that's pure audio. So I thought, okay, fine, let's let's give this a shot. So what I did here is I put together three conversations that I had with seven sagers who,、uh, for whom the LSAT did not come naturally.、Uh, they study very hard. Some of them study for a very long time, but ultimately got a very good score. Um, they they all scored above 170, and I thought I would just invite them back to Seven Sage, have a conversation with them, open it up online for students for current Seven Sagers to join and ask questions live. And I recorded those conversations, and I thought you know that'll be the first three episodes of the podcast. So some of you who've been around Seven Sage for a while, you might have actually heard these conversations already, or you, maybe you even participated,、uh, but. For the rest of you, I hope this is something that you'll find interesting and helpful.、Uh, in today's episode, I talk to Josh, who's known on Seven Sages can't get right. I think Josh has an incredibly inspiring story. His his、uh, diagnostic was in the low one fifties, and he studied for the LSAT for over two years. With his first real LSAT score being a one sixty three. His second real LSAT score being a 162, and this is back when LSAT limited you to take three tests in a two-year period. So his third, which back then was his final attempt at the LSAT, he pulled off a 170, which is an amazing score. But he knew he could do better, so he studied for another year and took the LSAT again. Taking advantage of LSAT's new rule change, which allows for unlimited takes, and he received his final LSAT score on his fourth take of a 176. So I say this partially to brag about Josh's awesome performance, but also to show you what an incredibly long and arduous journey、uh, that was. And you'll hear much more about that in our conversation. Josh and I spoke in October of 2017, and I want to apologize about、uh, the. Audio quality at the time, I wasn't fully committed to the idea of turning this conversation into a podcast. But in spite of the technical shortcomings, I think you'll find the conversation very helpful in your own studies. So, with that, please enjoy.、Uh, welcome, everyone. My name is JY, and I am here with Josh, who's better known as Can't Get Right on the Seven Sage forums. Uh, and we're here to do an AMA. Well, mostly for Josh. Josh is here to do an AMA. I'm here to moderate. Josh, can I just have you introduce yourself briefly? Yeah, yeah. So I'm from、uh, from Mississippi. Lived my my whole life here.、Uh, went to my 
uh, to undergrad at the University of Southern Mississippi, majored in English. Uh, graduated in 2008 and uh, pretty much been uh, working in managing and consulting with uh, coffee shops ever since. Um, I guess I started studying for the LSAT in 2015. It's, a, it's, it's been a while and I come a long way, kind of started in about the high 140s range. I uh, didn't take a true diagnostic, but the, the first PT after like three months of studying, I think it was a 152 um, and scored a, uh, on the, this recent September, scored a, a 176. Yeah, so that's that's amazing. Congratulations, Josh. Um, I thank you. I, I think I, I mean I, I know I know you're uh, like we've, we've talked in the past, so I know your uh, the the road to that 176 was uh, long and and full of setbacks. Yes, I think every road to a 176 for for those of us who aren't just like you know just naturally somehow. Uh, gifted with with ability on this test is long and arduous. Yeah, yeah, full, full of many setbacks. In your case, though, I think I think there were uh, three specific setbacks uh, <laughs> previous to yes. the score. Yes. But so uh, you, you, this was your fourth fourth uh, take, right? Yeah. So tell us about that. What what, what was the um, what was the first three takes like? Um, well, well, the first two were very similar. Uh, <laughs> Um, I was uh, unprepared. I, I think my uh, background in, in English kind of kind of took me uh, further. It gave me an advantage. Uh, it's definitely a, a test of language as well as logic, and, and I, I think I kind of caught onto that um, a little more intuitively. Uh, so I, I studied. I guess um, I always forget the, the exact timelines, but uh, about I think six months, um, and uh, I was I was working a lot. And uh, and I I felt um, so my my goal was always one uh, seventies uh, or or bust and uh, I think I had like one time uh, score like way out of my range and, and hit like maybe a one seventy one or something uh, so the the first time uh, when I got a one sixty three and I was uh, I was disappointed but I, I took the test knowing I wasn't ready uh, you know wasn't not wasn't ready for my my goal for what I wanted to do so yeah I you know decided I wanted to go to law school like just you know, months prior to this. Um, so then I did what I think many people do and I signed up for the very next one and uh, you know, kept doing more of the same of what I had been doing and, uh, and then actually went down a point uh, to a 162. Uh, and then I was, I was pretty upset. I mean, I, I think if I had gained a point or even stayed the same, it, it would have been different. Uh, but, but just going down a point on what you've already done after so much more uh, effort is, is pretty discouraging. So I actually like just quit. I was like, well, I'm just not going to go to law school. I'm not going to not going to take the LSAT again. Uh, I'm just I'm done with this. This is stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, and about two months later, uh, I was like, you know, uh, I've got one shot. So so this was back when right you could only take it three times in a in a in the span of like two years, I think. Uh, so I, I was like, you know, I've I can take this thing one more time, and, and I it just doesn't sit right with me. Uh, that I that I quit when I, I still uh, have one shot left. Uh, so so that was when I all right I gotta you know fundamentally change what I'm doing. I gotta I gotta do better. Uh, I've gotta do something different. Uh, so that was when I, I signed up with Seven Sage. I was like, uh, okay, you know these these books aren't working. Uh, I'm going to uh, sign up with that website with uh, with the guy from the YouTube videos, um, uh, and, and and here I am. Uh, so uh, after about another year. 
um, my, my first test was, uh, I guess it was October of that year, but the, the fall test of 2015. So I retook again in 2016, September 2016, and um, scored a 170, uh, which I was very happy with. That was my, my goal score. I barely made it across uh, that, that threshold. I felt like I was better than that, but uh, at the same time, in, in hindsight, like, I think that's probably uh, a good representation of, of where I was. I, uh, I did particularly poorly on logic games. Um, uh, which I, I found out since then uh, should not have been surprising. And so, so this time uh, I fixed that uh, minus zero on Logic Games, I'm happy to say. You know, hit 176, which I think is uh, was ultimately exactly my uh, my average PT score. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I have a lot of questions for you, Josh. Uh, and I'm sure people listening also have questions. So my, my first question for you is, uh, we we actually get, we as in 7 Sage, actually get a lot of students coming to us after they've done some other program and yeah yeah what one of the so you're you're similar in that in that way right you came to us after having studied yourself and Mm -hmm. a lot of them maybe these are just the vocal ones that that we hear from and maybe the 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 majority is just silent so i have no idea but uh, a lot of them do ask us questions like oh you know like how can i skip around the core curriculum do i really have to view everything like and to hear you say that you you know after having taken the test twice already and you know scoring you, you yeah your first good. Two, that's like high 80th low 90th percentile scores right so which yeah. is you know objectively really great scores so so to hear you say that you just spent another year going through the curriculum mm-hmm. i mean i imagine it must have taken a lot of patience how yeah, did you not, were... how did you not think that like oh i already know this stuff like i can just like skip and whatever. Yeah, well, yes, I mean, it's, uh, I, I think something that uh, is kind of, I, I don't, I don't want to say unique to my, uh, to my story, but it, this, the, the LSAT really became uh, much more than a, a, a test that I had to take before, uh, before I, I could go to law school. It, it really turned into a personal transformation. I, I it, was, it was like, you know, people going and climb Mount Everest or something, you know, it's, they don't do that because they have to before going on to something greater, you know, there's no career in having climbed Mount Everest, uh, but it's just the, uh, the, the act of doing it is meaningful and, and transformative and powerful. Uh, and and I, I feel uh, the, very much the same way of, about the LSAT. It, it serves as that catalyst in, in my life. Um, so, so with uh, a, a lot of a lot of the the earlier stuff when I came to Seven Sage, was uh, kind of uh, I guess coming to to terms with myself. Yeah, you know, I, I I thought that I was uh, uniquely special. I, I thought that I was inherently talented and and uh, intelligent and and just all of these you know great things. And uh, and I mean I'm pretty smart. I mean I've been uh, fairly successful as far as I've uh, you know attempted to push myself. Um, but I've never, I've never come up against something quite like the LSAT, where I, I, I couldn't like, um, you know, really, really conquer it with, uh, with, with the, the level of, of effort that I've, I've kind of become accustomed to in life. Mm. Um, so I, I, I really wanted to, um, to, to kind of start over. I wanted to um, get rid of everything that I, I thought I knew about myself and about the LSAT, and, and kind of build up from, uh, from nothing, because I didn't want to take anything for granted. So, so I, I wanted to go back through the core curriculum because I, I thought it was important not just to learn the LSAT, but, but also to, to learn myself better and to uh, accept better and, uh, really, and embrace 
my my limitations. Uh, I'm not uh, somebody that this you know came easy to. It was very very hard for me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't want to take anything for granted. I didn't want to make any assumptions about my yeah. own ability. Uh, so I, I thought that was actually a very important part um, psychologically, uh, as well as making sure that all of, all of the gaps were filled in. Okay. Yeah. So what 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 do you suppose were the biggest changes? Like what what do you suppose accounted for um, that jump from your second take of a one sixty four or one sixty three uh, to your uh, two. 62 okay uh to your third take of a 170 i mean that that those a points are they're probably the hardest a points to to make yeah um, those are incredibly different uh, yeah it's like different, different, different. From like jumping from like like a 140 to, to like a 150 right. something like right, that. right a lot more space right um yeah so i mean a lot yeah. of is, is i i did i i do think i improved uh my, my fundamentals uh i, I wasn't yeah, I understood, you know, things like conditional logic, but I wasn't as comfortable as I needed to be. Uh, it, it's not just knowing how to do it. It's, it's being, uh, you know, you, you really have to understand it and not have to uh, really always work everything out. So I, I became more comfortable with things like that. Uh, one thing specifically I can say from the core curriculum that uh, really I, I improved uh, greatly on was necessary assumption. Uh, I, I thought that uh, your explanation of uh, just the nature of necessity and, and how that operates uh, was was really, really particularly excellent. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, that was uh, a bit of it. Um, uh, also, I mean, just the, the blind review method, uh, just better, better study techniques. And then, uh, I mean, I, I think there's only so far, you know, just knowledge of the material can can take you. I, mean, I think um, a lot of people plateau in the Kind of, kind of middle of the 160s, uh, and and pretty much uh, for for the most part know what they need to know to to go further. Uh, but it's it's really a you know there, there's a strategic element of this test that uh, is is really really important. Uh, right. it, it's um, uh, I I kept studying the same things. I, I kept studying you know uh, you know conditional reasoning and you know phenomenal hypothesis and all all these same things. And I would just go back and study it, and I'd be like, yeah. Like okay, I mean, I missed the the questions that dealt with this, but I I get it. Like I just I seem I don't feel like this is helping, and, and so uh, finally I, I realized that this whole other aspect of the test, which was strategy, and um, and learning how to deal with that, that, that's how I you know kind of overcame you know like an LR um, those final like five points. Uh, so I, I still to this day uh, when I finish a, a section of LR my first time through. I'm usually at about the minus five range. I'm right where I used to be. The difference now is is that I've I've gotten to that point so efficiently that I've got ten minutes left, and with that ten minutes, I know exactly where to go back to for the most value. So so things like that, and, and um, just you know learning uh, logic games, and um, that that was probably I, mean, I, I felt really solid in uh, RC and LR. Uh, last year, uh, and then logic games. Uh, the the strategy of logic games is kind of where I, I think I fumbled the test uh, or that that section last year and went I went minus six on on logic games, which is I mean I'm, I'm way, I was even then I was way better than minus six, uh, but I didn't have the strategy, and uh, and I really think uh, particularly on the real things when you know you're dealing with anxiety and uh, and all that the, the strategy was really important. That's what you know brought me through logical reasoning last year uh, after I uh, started the test with. Um, with LG and and knew uh, that that I had that I had 
kind of messed up and, and already missed my entire margin of error for, for my, my average PT. Yeah. So this is, this is to um, uh, flesh out some of what you were, you were saying about the uh, strategic element. Let's focus just on LR. I think what, what you had just described resonates with me in terms of students who score in the mid to maybe even high 160s and have trouble breaking that 170 barrier. It's because it's not, you know, like you said, it's not because they don't understand conditional logic. You said that now they can explain conditional logic to you. Uh, they can ex explain, you know, scientific arguments that use phenomenon, ex hypothesis, that framework, and so on and so forth. But uh, it's it's their it's kind of their time management, right? Like when they decide yeah, to do which questions and which fights they choose to fight, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I love and, asking and how long they how long they choose to fight those right, fights. and how how long they choose to stay engaged with any particular fight, right? So I yeah. love asking uh, students like you know after like a, taking a, a prep test, like were you trying to get every single question right? Like were you actually trying yeah, to yeah. do all the questions? And everyone. You know, invariably the answer is, well, yeah, of course, that's not like, and the answer is actually, no, it's, you're not supposed to be like, why are you trying to get the question right? It's, it's not, you're not, are you a, actually aiming for a 180, right? Like if, if your answer, if you're not prep testing at like a 177, you have to say, no, I'm not aiming to get a 180, right? Yeah. You have to be like, I'm aiming to get just a few points above what your average prep test is supposed to be. Cause that's, that's how it works, right? You move up incrementally. And if you're aiming just to get a few points above, you're supposed to be missing a bunch of questions. Like you're supposed to be missing a bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's just it's just your choice, like which questions to miss. That's the that's the crucial difference is whether you're letting the test choose for you, exactly, or, or you're yeah. for yourself. Right. So talk talk more uh, to us about your your personal. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. How did you work through that? How did you like? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that I've developed over time, and and I think is uh, my thinking about has become more sophisticated over time. The first thing is I just kind of realized that, um, you know, that there's uh, just so much progress you can make on a question within with a reasonable amount of time. Like, like on an easy question, you can usually get to like 80% confidence really quickly. Uh, but that final 20%, that's going to take a lot longer. Uh, so you have to evaluate, you know, what's the threshold in uh, of progress through through a single question at which the, the returns you're getting begin to diminish uh, beyond a point that that time is a is no longer a good investment. Yeah. Um, so I mean, may, maybe you can get that eighty percent confidence in forty five seconds, but then from forty five seconds, you know, to to get to that hundred percent, it might take another minute, uh, and that's not worth it. Uh, eighty percent is 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 great. Um, yeah, that that extra little bit is just isn't that valuable. So I, I've I've come to think of uh, of questions uh, in terms of probability. So I, uh, one, one drill that I really uh, like to do is uh, I'll, I'll track my confidence um, for, for question by question, and I'll, I'll add up. Um, just before I move on, I'll, I'll write a, a fraction of a point. Uh, so if I'm 80% confident, I'll give myself 0 0.8 points for, for that question. Um, and I'll go through the whole test like that. And it's it's interesting when, when I add all that up at the end, uh, it matches my raw score, my actual the results very, very closely. So I'm not thinking about getting questions necessarily right or wrong. I'm trying to make as much progress as I can, you know, with, with efficient use of time. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so like the, like the hardest three questions on the test, I, I still, I mean, I still don't, I, I can't necessarily tell you that, that I'm confident that I'm going to get those right. Normally, 
what all I'm hoping to do, my, my goal on the three hardest questions on an LR section is I want to get my average confidence for those uh, for, for those questions. I want to get my average confidence to 65%. Uh, so what that means is, you know, if I'm evaluating my confidence right, and, and that is a skill um, that, that you, you can develop over time and become very, very good at self-assessment, um, that, that means I should get two of those right, I should miss one. Um, that's great. That's a great place to be. And, and I can uh, get to 65%. Like, that, that I feel like is consistently attainable in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, if I were trying to get to 100% or even like like 90% on a lot of these questions, I just couldn't do it. I mean, it, it would take me uh, so long. I mean, I, I think yeah. you know, one thing that that you said, Taylor, is like if you just look at the balance of the test, of the creation of the test versus the taking of the test. I mean, it's it, it's crazy how much is against us. Uh, yeah. There's a whole team of people designing these questions, taking months uh to to design these and we've got you know maybe on like the hardest question we can spend like two minutes right we're um, like but, nervous we're we're like not thinking yeah. straight and we have you know a minute and 15 seconds right uh, up against it's completely asymmetrical right so there's there's yeah. no way that you're going to be you're going to penetrate the question with any level of depth that can match what the test writers are uh have have on their side so there's there's no point it's it's, it's yeah. not worth it, right? You 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 want to make sure you're not so sucked into any particular fight, where where you lose sight of the opportunity cost of engaging in this fight, and that's what you're talking about, right? With 45 seconds yeah. to get to like 80% confidence on an easier question, that's good enough. If you spend an extra minute getting that additional 20% confidence, right? I mean, like, yeah, it's... that extra minute could have been spent getting you to 80% confidence on a different question. Right, so yeah. it, it balances out better um, if you if you if you're more strategic, uh, but it's yeah. it's a hard thing to do. You know, it's something that, um, well, I, I suppose if you don't think of it or if you if you haven't heard anybody uh, speak of it, it's it's hard to realize. And then so that's that's like one big hurdle. And then even after realizing it, it's still very difficult to put put into practice. Yeah, it's it's very counterintuitive at first. Yeah, talk talk to us, Josh, about how you like once you understood this, how did you put it into practice? Uh, I, I kind of uh, I, I did a, a, a confidence drill, uh, which was uh, I, mean, I just started uh, like recording my uh, my my takes and mm -hmm. uh, and so I I did this drill. I was just like. Uh, so one thing I, I, I realized, like my, my goal has to stop being, you know, miss as few questions as possible. Um, that, that's not a very, you know, actionable goal. Right. Uh, so I, I, I began, you know, realize like, okay, let's, you know, focus on one thing at a time uh, with obviously that being uh, ultimately the result we hope for. So, you know, the, the, the goal of the confidence drill is not to, uh, to, to miss as few questions as possible. So I, I had to you know, kind of understand that, just just embrace that, just take a deep breath and be okay with it. Um, and, and, you know, work towards a different goal. And, uh, and, and that goal is to, you know, to go like almost at like a, a reckless pace and, and just kind of move on. Like whenever you cross that threshold uh, of, you know, getting to 80% really quickly and really efficiently and everything beyond that being, you know, uh, you know, significantly diminished returns, you know, recognizing that threshold and moving on immediately. Um, you know, with, with the ones that you're just not going to make much progress on. Like in uh, practice, what does that look yeah, like? Yeah. In practice, does that mean, uh, does that mean sometimes you don't read all the answers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, if, if you, I mean, if you, 
so for me, it's about 80%. When I get to 80%, like I'm done. Uh, sometimes I get to 80% because I've read A and it's like, oh, that, that's that's definitely it. Uh, mm -hmm. In that case, you, you circle it, you, you move to, to the next it's question. so cookie cutter that like A just snaps right into place. And... Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I think it's the, the other thing I realized is like, you know, this this also acts as, as a stress test, which you know, as you get better and better, you're you, you can you can make up for for your own uh, misunderstandings and your own gaps in knowledge. Uh, so I, the other thing I liked about that is when I did make a mistake, uh, normally it revealed something that would not have been revealed otherwise. Like, oh, I, I fell for a trap here, which is something. And, and I'd go back as if I had kept reading, I, I wouldn't have done that. So how, how do I recognize this next time? I didn't even know I needed to be looking for that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of great information from from that drill. But uh, but but yeah, it, it can mean it can mean a lot of different things. Question from question. Uh, I mean, a lot of times uh, it might mean you know, okay, I, I can spend two minutes on this and not make much progress. It's, you know, write this one off. Uh, you know, it's important to be able to pick your losers. And, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah and I, I like that. It it is it is very much overlooked how important it is to to pick your losers. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people hearing, uh, I don't know if they caught that, but you, you said that you had uh, taped yourself doing the uh, actual yeah, sessions yeah. and protests. Now, so what is what is that? What does that look like uh, in practice? Like, what do you do with the tape when you're done with it? Yeah, I think a lot of people have that question, and it's. Um, uh, I mean, I've been filming my test for like a like a year and a half now, so it's like. What do you do with it? What do you not do with it? Um, I mean, you, you just get so much data. I mean, I think that's ultimately you, you get data, empirical data. Uh, so you, uh, I mean, the, the first thing I do is I just, um, I, I watch, I watch it through with a stopwatch and, um, and just track my times. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's the main thing is, you know, if you're working on time management, you, you've got to know what your times are. Uh, it's not something you can evaluate as you go or, or you know, finish up and think back on and say, hmm, I, I don't, this one may have taken a little too long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, you, you can't, I mean, the, the first time I watched footage back, I mean, I was, it was, it was like watching a bad movie where, like, like a horror movie where everybody just being like completely stupid and you're just like yelling at the TV. I was just like, I, I was literally yelling at myself. I was uh, <laughs> vocalizing my, uh, my dissatisfaction with what I was seeing. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting to see. I mean, the, the, the questions that I really lost the most time on, those were the questions I was going to miss anyway. And uh, I mean, it's just like after seeing that, like things uh, really began to uh, start clearing. Uh, that was I was still, you know, kind of stuck in the uh, in that like mid 160s range. I, I couldn't really push in, into the 170s, even though I felt like I knew everything. But when I watched that video um, that, that, that that first time and I, I think uh, I think that videos. Uh, Floating around seven stage somewhere. Not, one not, of the not not that like, one. Not, not that, that one. After. Okay. Yeah, it was the one after. Um, it was the one after uh, you had already started to implement some of the uh, started to become more conscientious about timing and uh, starting to to like sort of bump your confidence up. Um, right, right. Uh, so that you would move faster and more recklessly through some of the some of the questions. Yeah. yeah. Once once that transition happened. Um, I think that was the footage that we we, we had put up. Um, okay, okay. I'm not going to say which prep test because I can't remember. Um, and also, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't remember. <laughs> um, I guess that's that's the reason. Uh, but it's definitely out there, and there's common. I overlaid commentary on it, so at some point in your studies, uh, you guys in the audience, you'll almost certainly come across this prep test. And when you're 
reviewing it, you'll you'll probably come. I'll just say Josh has uh, Josh has beautiful hands with very <laughs> very long fingers. Um, very long fingers. Very. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so okay, so that's that's yeah. So it's it is like a lot of work, and I think one of the most common responses from students is. Is it really necessary? Do I really have to? Because think about it, right? You're setting up the setting, doing the setup, like with the with your oh, yeah, yeah. cell phone holder, and then you, you place masking tape on your table to demarcate where the frame um, it begins and where the frame ends, um, and and then like get transferring the footage. These are giant files. Like if you if you're recording on like 1080p, we're talking about file sizes like two two three gigabytes per per section yep. or if you're recording at, at 4k it's over 10 gigabytes per section and you're transferring onto your computer and then you're watching it and you have to watch the whole thing and start and start and pause start and pause to like record your times for each question um it's a it's just a boatload of work you know yeah so the, one of the most common concerns is like is it is it really helpful and I mean, I don't know. It's, for me, the answer is obviously I, yes. It's, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think anybody aiming. I mean, certainly for the one seventies. I, I think it's. I mean, there's there's a reason. Like, uh, I don't like baseball players. I mean, professionals at at everything. I mean, if you're a professional baseball player, you've got uh, a guy in batting practice recording your your swing, uh, and then you you sit down with your with your baseball coach and you know you watch it in slow motion, backwards and forwards, and you you nitpick. You know everything. I mean, if you, um, I mean, people at the highest levels of everything uh, re record themselves. I mean, musicians re record their uh, their their practices and things. I mean, it's just um, it, it provides an objective experience yeah. for something that is inherently subjective. Right. And the subjective uh, is not very useful. Um, it's unreliable. You, you know, like you, you yeah, have to be yeah. honest with yourself. You don't really. The answer is well. How did I? What was I thinking? How did I? for most of those questions, the answer is, I just don't remember. Right. You just, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Right. So it's, it's, um, either you have this empirical evidence or you're just relying on your subjective memory. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's very good. Uh, we have, we have a question here from bunny. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hey bunny. Yeah. Hey. Oh, sorry. I had a couple questions. So I was, up here at the top, the making your actual PT closer to your blind review. I'm white, quite a ways apart. Yeah, so that's just going I, through the I, strategies. And... Yeah, I think for me that was all strategy. Um, you know, the increasing your blind review is you know increasing your your knowledge and fundamentals, and closing the gap is all strategy. Um, yeah, and you can there is room to work in tandem on that, but uh, for for me it was 95% strategy. Okay. And then my, my other question was, so like Josh take three versus Josh take four on the test. <laughs> did, yes. did you have a ton of fresh PTs and did you like start over and, and redo? Like I'm, I'm kind of stuck where, you know, I maybe have five or six fresh PTs I've never looked at, but other than mm -hmm. that, I've got stacks and stacks of things I've been through. So where do I even start? Yeah. Yes. I, have... I need a new strategy period. Yeah. yeah so for my, my fourth take, I had two. <laughs> which, is, which was a, a very uh, scary number. Um, and I was yeah. when they, cause they they changed the rules so that I could take it. Although I suppose maybe maybe I'd gone over the two years. I'm, I'm not actually sure. 
Wait, Josh, um, can can we can we focus on between your uh, take two and your take three? Because I, I think even there oh, you yeah. don't yeah, have too many. And then we can talk about how you improved from take three to take four, and then and then you okay. can address the fact that you only had like two. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean, I think I was saying the write up for this that like I make pretty much every like you know, all, all of the, if you you know go and watch the uh, on in the curriculum like the the biggest LSAT mistakes. Uh, I think I've done all of them uh, in, in spectacular form. So, uh, so uh, between uh, my, my first two takes, uh, when I, I really was nowhere, right? I just took practice tests after practice after practice. I mean, probably two or three a week. Um, so I had burned through the the bulk of things uh, already. Anyway, I mean, I, I think I mean I, I can't remember exactly how many fresh tests I had left for uh, you know when I started with Seven Sage, but it wasn't. Uh, as many as I would have liked. Um, luckily, actually, uh, that was during, uh, so I mean, I mean, I guess it's still, you know, there were no PDFs uh, and there was no other way. Um, you, you couldn't get electronic uh, LSATs and um, the, the 40s were out of print. Like I, I was literally seeing uh, the 40 series sell for like $1,000 uh, for the set. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the older tests, kind of kind of same thing, the, the ones that were out of print. Uh, so So luckily, uh, I, I was unable to take those early on, so I had uh, I had all of those tests. I had kind of sporadic tests um, uh, throughout the seventies, um, so I didn't have much. So I really had to you know, learn how to use retakes, uh, which are uh, in, inherently inflated. But, but luckily, I mean the yeah, it's a it's a good diagnostic, but I, I left a lot of value in, in those practice tests. You know, I, I didn't blind review. I I kind of just you know took them and then like immediately turned around. Uh, scored them, graded them, uh, went to the wrong answers, and uh, and looked at them and said, "Oh, okay, I see what I did." <laughs> when I when I started blind reviewing and writing out all of my explanations, I found that whenever I told myself like, "Oh, I see what I did," uh, it was uh, it was total bullshit. I didn't see what I did because I went when I went to write it down, I couldn't do it, uh, so I had to think you know in much greater depth. So so yeah, I had to learn how to. Uh, how to use retakes, and there was still a lot of value there. I mean, I had completely wasted them the first time, uh, so those scores were inflated, uh, but I was still able to learn a lot from them. Um, and then the the fresh tests, I, I used um, very, you know, very uh, sparsely. I, I had to really place a premium on on taking those. I had to take those for a reason. Um, I mean, you that is, I think, one, one thing that I think is just really consequential is you know, if if you have no expectation that you've made any improvement since your last practice test, then what are you doing taking a practice test? What are you hoping is better? Um, You're hoping for a miracle. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only that's the only way you can improve. Uh, that's the only way. Uh, so I, I I had to learn how to how to study and how to drill and how to how to do exercises uh, and do other things other than just take tons of PTs. Um, so I would. You know, identified problems, uh, reasons that I had missed questions and, and you know lost points on one PT, and then I, I would analyze the test. I would look at it critically and identify specific things that had cost me points, and then I would study them. I, I would try to, you know, eliminate those things as weaknesses. Uh, when I felt like I had done that, that's when I could take another practice test. Um, and whenever I kind of, um, you know, if it's particularly if you if you don't have a lot of practice tests left, uh, I would want to. Kind of prove that to myself through a, a repeat uh, that like okay I, I seems like I've really made significant progress on these things uh, now I can take a fresh test that that was kind of how I um, I, I kind of developed that that 
like study strategy uh, kind of throughout my time at Seven Sage, and uh, just kind of kind of pieced it together and uh, just you know I mean I figured out not just to study for the LSAT but but, but how to study and you know things besides just like brute force exposure to new material because that, that's really uh, it becomes a small part of it. Awesome. Hey, just just one thing. I know there's a lot of people. Um, when you were talking about explanations, and right after you went back and then we're reviewing, mm -hmm. are you like you know writing a couple sentences and you were like you know this is what I was thinking even on something maybe oh, you uh, got right and then when you timed it you realized man I spent two minutes on that I should have gotten that in thirty seconds like it's that um, kind of thing going through what was I thinking? Well, like my my blind review was uh, very extensive. I, I, I would. I mean, for, for harder questions, I, I might fill up a page and a half of, uh, of gotcha. notebook paper. Uh, so that was really okay. simple. Uh, for for timing, uh, that was uh, kind of a kind of a different different analysis. You, you just kind of look at your at your time and compare it to the video. And I always wanted to kind of find that threshold of diminishing returns and, and identify the moment yeah. where I should have moved on. Uh, that was um, kind of how I would look at that. All right. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, thanks for asking the question, Bunny. Um, Josh, so I think to, to sum up here, uh, you're moving moving from 162 on your second take to 170 on your third take. Uh, I've, I think the major causal components there, number one, of course, you found Seven Sage. You, you saw the light. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, and number two was definitely focusing on uh strategy like time time management you know recording yeah. yourself figuring out how much time you're supposed to spend which questions you're supposed to give up on etc so that got you up to yeah. 170. am i missing is there something else like a major component because next next uh, i want to talk about next i want to ask you about how, how you move then from 170 to a 176. yeah yeah so just just so you guys keep uh, it, like this is it's already been like close to two years right to for josh maybe i'm exactly yeah. like a year and a half to get to that 170. yeah about a year and a half i think yeah to get to that 170 and then from the 170 to a 176 was another year right yeah and, and i think that's uh the, the difficulty of those points i think that's probably about uh representative yeah. Yeah. Each each additional point is harder to get than the previous one. Like as you're moving up the ladder, like e the next yeah. point is harder to get than the previous one. Yeah. Way harder. Uh, but yeah. Just because there's nothing left, but I mean, the, the like, you know, the, the, the curve breakers that I mean, like that, that I don't always expect to get right. I mean, you, you've got to get the questions right that, you know, that they're really designing for the bulk of the field uh, to, to miss. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, 170 to 176 is, um, that, that was tough. I mean, one big component of it was definitely teaching. I mean, I, I think to explain something and, and to, to guide other people to understanding, because I, I, I don't like to explain what I teach, uh, but, but to, to ask the right questions, I, that's a lot of, um, a lot of it is just, you know, knowing the correct questions that, you know, are being posed in, in the different, you know, situations. And uh, so that that I think was a, a really big component of it. Um, yeah, because uh, after after getting uh, a one seventy, uh, you became you were already really active in the forums, but I think you really yeah, yeah. you really took it up uh, and started doing office hours, started doing like LR LR reviews, yeah. and blind review 
uh, workshops. And so what, what is it about like, what is it about teaching? I mean, I, I, I say this, I try to say this, like you, you always want to try to teach because you, no matter where you are, you can, you can always teach down, right? Like you understand yeah, yeah. things that you might not understand everything, but you understand things that other people don't. So those are that that's like your teaching space, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But what, like, what about it? Uh, Cause you know, like you said, you had two prep. You didn't even have two prep tests at that point, like, <laughs> right? Because you had to wait a year out for them to yeah, release two new prep yeah, tests for you to have those two <laughs> prep tests. Um, so, what, like, yeah, how did you? What What were you teaching? How did you? I don't know. How do you still maintain like sort of battle readiness? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, I'm, I'm not as far as battle readiness, like like you know, being in shape. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure that you, that you do. I mean, I, uh, when I, when I decided to, to, you know, take another shot, you know, uh, this September, uh, I probably hadn't taken a time section, you know, I, I, I did it. I, I kept, uh, like kind of after the LSAT last year, like I didn't know what to do with myself. So I just kind of I took some, took some PTs like after the fact and jumped on some blind review calls. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it had been almost, I mean, at least six months, uh, and yeah, it was a little rusty, you know. But I, I think that uh, you know the theoretical understanding uh, was what uh, was better than ever. Uh, so, so then I, I had to, yeah, you know, I had to, you know, kind of get back into shape. I mean, yeah, I, I had to, you know, do some drills and, and, and kind of, yeah. It, it, I think it comes back faster the second time, but it, it mm. definitely. I mean, it was not like a you know bicycle. It, it, it had to uh, had to. You know, sharpen back up, uh, but but I I think I don't know, I, I think I, I kind of almost like that because uh, now this time going through it, I, I was doing with the I wasn't having to figure anything out as I went. Like I had already like fully solidified like my understanding of how this works and how you uh, achieve these specific goals. Uh, so I, I kind of I felt like I really knew what I was doing from you know, uh, and a part of that is teaching other people to do it. Yeah, I, I kind of. Yeah, I just I know the struggle. I know I know the the, the pitfalls and the things that. Um, um, so I, I think I, I put that all together, uh, mm -hmm. and I had to use repeats for. It. I mean, I couldn't. You, you never use a, uh, especially if you only have two left. Uh, you you can't use that material for, um, you know, getting into shape and and just and just practicing. So it was uh, it was it was weird to to kind of take another test. Like I, I think the the first. The first thing I did was I just kind of took a section of LR, which is, uh, I think, long been my my, my strongest section, uh, and and I like I, I did fine on it, but I finished with like two minutes left, um, which I, I'm accustomed to finishing with with ten minutes left. Uh, so it was it was definitely like I had to you know review the footage, break it down, see my times, and you know find out what I had done, and then then I just responded to it. Yeah, it was uh, I didn't have to prove to myself that. Like, like okay, if I if I just if I just do it, I will have time to come back to it at, at the end. I already knew that, so I, I think I was able to do it. Because um, uh, especially like, like you know, going back to the confidence drills, they they they're scary. They take a little courage, and and I didn't need that because I had already I had already you know been through it, and I, I knew it was going to be fine. Okay, so it sounds like one component was teaching a lot of people for uh, uh, many, very many sessions, kind of boosted your theoretical understanding yeah yeah um, but then that doesn't necessarily translate into practice because it's it's just it's just different when when you have to think about a question under immense time pressure right so 
to yeah, sort of try to say in shape you did take retakes but you you know like you, you knew that that's not that's not a good approximation i mean it's the best approximation you have but it's still not a good approximation yeah, of, the, yeah. of the real thing okay but then you just you just had to make do with your two fresh pts that you could uh how, how did you do on those two fresh pts um yeah i, I don't i'm not even positive I, th I think one of them i hit like a high mid 170s and i think the other one i got like a like a 172 maybe hmm. um, and, and these are like but, are they 80 and 81 yeah yeah that was all all i had is the things that were released um you know since i had uh right tested last year right so the, I, I think the first one was a little rough um i don't know I, there was something about like okay this is you know my one of two pts like this is <laughs> I'm, I'm really you know burning uh, a, a very very significant test here, but but I'm yeah, yeah I, I've kind of gotten back in shape. I'm ready, uh, so I, I was I think I think I was LSAT ready, but I, I wasn't fully psychologically uh, ready. And then yeah. I, I think just by the time I took the second one, when and I did better, uh, I just I just didn't care anymore. Uh, yeah. Which was another uh, component on on test day that uh, that was really really useful. I, I mean, uh, I, I was already uh, already in at the school I wanted to go to, and. Uh, so I mean, I didn't really have to. I mean, if I if I bombed it, uh, it was, was going to be fine. Yeah, L lowering the stakes really helps a lot. Yeah. Psych psychologically Absolutely. helps a lot. Yeah. So for uh, I guess most people are not in your situation. So one thing you guys can do and to to kind of psychologically help yourselves is to sign up for more than one test and to prepare to take the test more than once. I know it's not. This is like bitter medicine. <laughs> nobody really wants to but you know it, it, you're going like december is the next upcoming test right in a, a few short weeks you're going to be that version of yourself uh who is presently in the future right like future josh you know yeah that person is going to be very grateful to this current version of you if this current version of you signed up for the february one as well because then that person not just sign up like nominally sign up but like sign up and you know, with a, a, a sincere intention to prepare and take it in February, because then that December version of you is going to be shouldering only half the burden, right? Knowing that you're you're still in, in the middle of prepping. So like, how could it go? Either it goes really well, in which case, great, you're done. Or if it doesn't go so well, okay, that's just going according to plan. You're, you're going to take it in February anyway. So psychologically especially because lsat got rid of that three takes in, in two years rule. i think psychologically it, cha it changes yeah. okay so we we have a question here from matt okay uh I, my question was i read in the discussion um that josh you got a minus zero on rc um where did you start and what um helped you the most with your improvement there and uh thank you for for this um for doing this yeah absolutely you're welcome um, so I, I think I started with RC. Um, like I said, I was an English major, so I feel like it was naturally my my strongest section. Um, so I think I started around around like minus five, uh, and and minus five was uh, far and away my my best section when I started, and and it uh, it remained. I mean, uh, you know, in, until I really figured you know strategy out. You know, I mean, I was still at you know finishing minus five in LR. You know, however however much I felt like I had you know really you know, kind of mastered the the fundamentals, um, so uh, it, it I think it kind of it was I uh, got a little better just through just through seeing more and more and kind of figuring out some some of the tricks. 
So it's probably like minus four when uh, LR and, and LG uh, really started to click. And then, and then all of a sudden I kind of realized that, you know, having stayed exactly the same in reading comprehension, it, it had actually, you know, through, through virtue of the other sections getting so much better, RC had become my weakest section. Uh, so yeah, I was, yeah, at this point, like a, like a year into my studies, I had never really formally studied reading comprehension. And now I have to figure out, you know, how to, how, how to approach this. Um, and it definitely, uh, initially when I started doing this, my score got, got way worse. Uh, I think, I think that's pretty common actually when, uh, when, when you begin uh, studying something for the first time, you, you're changing the way you think about it. It's, it's very uh, uncomfortable and unnatural at first. Um, so it, it got worse, which was a, a little scary, uh, but, but then it started coming together. And there were, there were several components to that. Um, you know, one was, you know, I, I, you know, just like with, uh, with the other sections, I wanted to have a, a very clearly defined strategy. So I, I kind of used, I kind of, uh, you know, determined like, okay, if my, my time distribution between the, the passage and the questions, what do I want that to look like? Yeah, I mean, I know some people can, can read the passage in like two minutes and then you know, go into the questions and, uh, and knock those out and, you know, be able to look back and confirm and all that. Uh, so I, I like tried that out a couple of times. I, I, I can read the passage in two minutes, but I, that didn't really work for me. I kicked a few things around and uh, ultimately for me, I, I discovered that kind of my, my optimal balance was kind of a three and a half to four minute mark in the passage. Um, and then when I get into the questions, that dictates my strategy. Um, and I have to, I have to kind of just rely on my memory and, you know, and trust my, my understanding uh, and just, just kind of answer the question. I, I can't, you know, agonize over questions. I, I kind of just got to, you know, pick the thing that seems uh, the strongest and move on. Uh, I, I maybe, maybe one question uh, per, per passage. I, I can look back to the passage and really try to figure things out. Uh, but, but without a line sight, I, I, for the most part, don't allow myself to go back. Um, that's what works for me. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, I, I think RC ha has uh, kind of, I, I can see how, you know, if you can, if you're a faster reader, you know, maybe something, you know, that, that allows for a little more might uh, be better for other people. But, but for me, I, I figured out that strategy. And then a lot of it is just the subtlety of the answer choices. Uh, you kind of just got to learn kind of what they're up to with the specific wording, because the, I, I do find the answer choices in RC to be uh, very, very difficult sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what is your specific issue? I'm, I presume you have some uh, issues with RC, which is what's prompting your question. If that's true, can, can you speak to what your specific issues are with RC? Well, I, I've kind of done, um, I've kind of been all over the place with, with, with RC as well. Well, though I, I've never, it's, it's, it's kind of just always remained like by far my weakest. I've you know tried lots of different strategies and you know from diagramming to the the memory method and and uh, just uh, I don't I don't I I guess I still don't have a good hand on what what uh, I can do to get better but mm. how what are we talking about here like are are you struggling to finish three passages Yeah so yeah I mean one, I, I, so one of them you just straight up don't even don't even get to look at right. Mm, okay, so I, I'm guessing like if we're talking about raw score for RC, you're looking at like 15, minus ten, minus ten, so like about fifteen, seventeen points. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So, and that's, and you're saying that's with like straight up, not even looking at one of the four passages. Yeah. The, the, well, the most recent one I got was minus 10, but yeah, the ones before that were like minus 15, I think. Okay. Josh, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, so, so, I mean, one thing about this, like I said, like if you're trying out lots of strategies, um, I mean, I, I, every time I try out a new strategy, anything, I, I tend to, to do worse first. Uh, and particularly in RC, I think it takes, uh, uh, for, for, for me anyway, it, it took a long time to, to actually get my strategy to, to where I could execute it naturally. So it, it may be, you know, that, that you, that, that you move on to something else, uh, you know, but before you've, you've had a chance. And, and I guess the, the other thing is you know, just, just looking at the time. Uh, I mean, so I, I know, I've seen a lot of people suggest in that situation to you know focus on the three, and and make sure that you do uh, as well as you can there. I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't really like that. I mean, I think uh, you you get more from being more aggressive and you know getting to to attempt the fourth passage. I mean, I, I think you know getting four passages in. Uh, I mean, even even if you're having to move quickly through through the questions, uh, and then kind of like like I do, just have to you know roll with something. That, uh, that you think is the best. I, I think you get more returns on that, but uh, I suppose you could figure that out empirically. Yeah, so I, 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 agree, I agree with that. I think it's not a, I think it's a suboptimal strategy to yeah. attempt to do only three. Uh, first of all, you have to make sure, like if you're doing that, you have to make sure you're picking the right three passage. What if you pick, what if you omit the easiest passage with the easy, highest number of easiest questions? And then, which you know, to not do that, you need to know which which passage is the easiest one, which one is um, the one that contains the easiest, highest number of easiest questions. So I, I don't know how you can. I'm not sure. You know, you, you have, I, I think, like noisy signals for that. So it's not a reliable method to figure that out. Conversely, if you try to do all four passages, sure, like one of them is gonna be the hardest passage. As soon as you assume some variation in difficulty, then by definition, one of them is going to be the hardest, right? But it doesn't mean every single question associated with that passage is a five-star question. That's definitely not what it means. There are going to be easy questions, even in the hardest passage set. So I, th I think it's kind of similar to, you know, what we the conversation we had about LR earlier, where Josh talked about how you have to, you know, you have to know yourself, you have to know which questions are out of your league for now, as the clock is ticking, and you just need to move on from that, right? So a lot of RC is, is also about time management, right? You, you want to, I, I would say, Matt, you want to take it as, as a goal to get through all 27 questions, but you don't want to, to seriously engage with each and every question. Right, so you want to manage your time where you're actually skipping over uh, the ones that are that are harder. I mean, just as a recent example, I was looking at footage. Uh, this this person spent five minutes on the passage for passage one, and then another four and a half minutes on the questions, six questions associated with passage one. So we're talking about nine minutes, nine and a half minutes for just the first passage set, and that's and she, you know, she got everything right, but that's actually. That's actually a fail, right? That's a fail because you spent too much time. And then when she got to the last passage with seven questions, and it happened to be the hardest passage, with seven questions, uh, she had about five and a half minutes left to do that. So 
she ended up missing a bunch of questions there. And like, if you want to trace the cause, I would trace it to how much time you spent, how uncomfort, how underconfident you were in the first passage, right? So it, it's not clear. Just if you don't, again, this is kind of what having footage is able to reveal to you. Because if you just look at the score reports, like, oh, you got everything right in the first passage, you missed this question in the second passage, and then missed like six questions in the fourth passage. Uh oh, something really bad happened in the fourth passage. We got to just really. But actually, you know, the cause traces back to the first passage. So time management is incredibly important. Um, you know, a lot of the harder passages, you don't actually have to understand everything, right? Like, you know, in the curriculum, I call it a low resolution understanding. Just, just like understanding the structure gets you 70% of the way there. And that's like, that's a huge improve, improvement already for most people. Yeah, I, um, I mean, just kind of as an example, I mean, I was actually uh, doing a, a passage the other day, um, which was uh, from a very early PT. I, I think it's uh, considered like kind of the first like notoriously hard science passage. And, uh, and there was a lot of detail I did not understand. And, um, but it was okay. I, I took away kind of one central thing. I don't, I don't want to spoil the passage because I think it's a, a really useful one. Uh, but I, I knew that one thing like controlled the phenomenon that was being discussed. And that's really, I mean, I couldn't have told you the mechanisms or anything beyond that. Like I knew it's like, okay, this one thing is the, the cause. Uh, and then the, there's all this effect, which I don't fully understand. Um, and I, you know, just kind of went forward with that. And I, and I was, I was able to, you know, rather than, you know, struggle through understanding everything, uh, I, was, I was actually able to get through uh, all the questions. There, there was one I had to, to look back and I think I ended up missing it anyway. Um, but I, I mean, I went minus one for that passage with very, very limited understanding. Yeah, so, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty uh, common, I, I found. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I'll be reading the passage, like, oh my God, this is totally over my head, right? It's, I just, I really don't know what's going on. Maybe some very shallow, simplistic understanding. But, but then when you turn to the questions, it, it turns out that if you have the right kind of structural low resolution understanding of the passage you can get through most of the maybe maybe like you said there's like one question that actually requires a deep understanding you have to uh, not only understand the text but also read in between the lines okay i just tell myself i'm just going to give up on that question like or at the yeah, very least i'm going to save it for the very very end right to make sure yeah. that I, I i don't have anything else to work on i'm my choice is either to sit here and do nothing right or to work on this question yeah yeah i, I think i think that's exactly what i did on uh, on this past September test, is I, I think I was able to go back and change uh, and, and correct like a, I think I corrected like three answers. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, and then if I had missed those, it wouldn't have been catastrophic. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm certainly glad that I didn't uh, spend, you know, a lot of time getting them right, and then felt you know really rushed and panicked on the on the final passage. That that wouldn't have, you know, <laughs> that that wouldn't have yielded a, a gain. Yeah. Okay. So, Habesh. Uh, is your mic working? Or oh, sorry, not Hamash, Hamasa. Sorry, I'm totally wrangling your name. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, cool. Sorry, it was being slow. Um, so my question, um, a while ago before this last question, you said to plan to sit in for, for example, for December, um, knowing that you're going to retake it. But I'm really confused about the advice about retakes. Um, and I was wondering if you could clarify how law schools view the retakes. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, that's definitely out there. Like, um, uh, I've heard this, like, you know, uh, law schools don't want to see, you know, three takes, certainly not four takes. Um, yeah. Uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, a 176 on your fourth take uh, is is way better than a 163 on one take. It, it's it's a numbers game. It's uh, admissions is all about numbers, and all they report uh, to establish their rankings is your top score. It, it probably does look a little better if you can just if you get it on the first one, but you know the, the value of that is so minimal compared to uh, a better score that it, it's. It, it's just not. Uh, it, it's shouldn't. It's it's not a big enough factor to to really play into it at all. I mean, you, you don't want to take it. I mean, like I did the first two times I took it, I was completely unprepared. Okay. Uh, you, you don't want to do that, you know. But uh, you know, last year uh, on my September test last year, I was certainly I, I, I was ready. I was uh, certainly uh, I think well beyond striking distance. Uh, so it was, it was appropriate to take it then. But, you know, the, the second, uh, if, if I had signed up, you know, for, if I, at that time, if I could have signed up for, for the, the December test past that, yeah, it, it would have relieved some of the, some of the pressure because like, oh, okay, like, you know, the, the real test is in December. So, so this one, it isn't so consequential. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the, the primary uh, point that the JY was. Yeah. So we, we didn't even talk, like we just kind of uh, gloss over that. When Josh took it for the third time, this was before the LSAT changed their rules, so that yeah. uh, that was his last time that he get, he he back then that he got to take it. Like this was this was it, right? The third take was it was this yeah, time was final take ever because <laughs> it was a one sixty three, one sixty two, and then whatever he gets on this take, and that's it. He's done. Um, so that was very stressful. Uh, psychologically yeah, that was an intense psychological state right just just imagine how like i think that's a very good case in point just imagine how much better it would have been you can you can easily imagine put yourself in that situation and just be like okay um i get to sign up for the administration after this one as well like immediately it's way less stressful yeah. right oh so, man that that would have been <laughs> that would have been so nice last year yeah <laughs> but yeah you, you still did pretty good um okay yeah, yeah. so so yeah, I, I totally uh, agree with what Josh just said. It's true, but it's not that it's it's just like not that important, you know. Um, it's the same with like applying early. Yeah, it's true. All else held equal, it's better to apply early than later. But you know, usually people make that decision applying early. It's precisely because not everything's going to be held equal. You're you're waiting on that better recommendation. You're uh, trying to. Uh, turn out that like 12th draft of your personal statement that takes time um, you're studying for the LSAT again so that you can get a better score and that takes time right so all of those other factors will sort of will delay your application but those other factors are more important right? same, same thing here like yeah all else held equal sure one score like a single 176 I suppose is better than like you know, four takes the fourth one being a 176 right I think, yeah. I think it makes a lot more sense now that you clarified mm. because I think I took it as like, okay, you're not ready, but you're still going to sit in for December knowing you'll take it again. But it seems like what you're saying is when you're ready, sign up for two tests, knowing that you have a chance to retake it. Is that right? Yes. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Thank you. Sure. Shante, is your mic working? Yeah. So my question was, when I'm finished with the core curriculum, like transitioning directly from core curriculum, what suggestion do you guys have for 
like amping up your stamina for full PTs? Because I mean, I just see going straight from core curriculum to full PTs um, for me is a bit of a stretch. So like, is there any suggestions on, or do you just plow ahead and go into that? Or like, like what are some suggestions? And then I also had another question about how long does it typically take to finish the LG bundles? Yes, I, uh, I have a webinar on uh, transitioning from the from the core curriculum into practice testing. Uh, so I could answer that in, in great depth. Uh, kind of a, a once over is, now, I mean, as far as like, you know, preparing for like, like stamina, um, you, you don't want to just take tons of practice tests. Uh, you you, you want to, you know, like I was saying about, you know, uh, kind of earlier, it's, you know, after you take a practice test, you, you want to get as much uh, information out of it as you can. Uh, and then the, the real work kind of becomes, you know, all of the stuff that you should be doing between practice tests. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, starting out, I mean, maybe like, you, know, you shouldn't be taking that many practice tests. You know, uh, you, you, the, the goal is to identify what went wrong uh, for, for each test um, and, and then to eliminate uh, those, the, the misunderstandings that led to those, to those errors. I was, well, I guess what I was trying to find out is like when you finished a core curriculum, just from doing a regular assignment role or drills or something, how do you transition just going straight to the four hour sit down and just doing them from there? Oh, okay. So the, the actual, actual uh, stamina required for, for that. Yeah. Okay. How do you suggest transitioning from the actual core curriculum to the actual full test. Yeah. I mean, I guess a part of it is, uh, I mean, just practice. I mean, at a certain point, um, yeah, I mean, there is a certain level of stamina required. Um, you've got to be sharp. So, I mean, I, th I think for me, the, the important thing was to, you know, make sure I gotten enough sleep, um, you know, make sure that, you know, I, I, you know, got out of bed in the morning at a, uh, you know, good early hour, had my coffee, had a good breakfast. Yeah, it really, for me, that uh, became this whole uh, lifestyle of, of, uh, of good, healthy uh, living and, and just general well-being. Uh, I actually coordinated my daily schedule to, to test day. Um, so I, I knew like on test day, like, okay, I want to wake up at five 30 because I want to go for a run. I want to have a good breakfast. I want to, you know, sit and relax and drink my coffee, you know, leisurely and just kind of breathe, uh, you know, all these things that I've decided I wanted to do. Like I kind of designed what I wanted that to look like. And, and I, and I live test day every day. Um, and that kind of got me into that rhythm, uh, and to, to where I was sitting down at, uh, you know, eight 30 to nine o'clock and I was, I made sure that, you know, at that time, I'm going to be at my like peak mental uh, capacity. I'm going to be sharp. I'm going to be awake and focused. Uh, so that was kind of uh, a big part of how I dealt with that. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, you, you just, you, you kind of just jump in um, and do it. The, the first time that you do it is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next time will suck a little less. <laughs> and that's how you do it. Yeah. I, I know, uh, 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 36 has one of my, uh, which is the, I think the first out of the curriculum, the first recommended PT, uh, has well, one of my uh, least favorite games of all time. Uh, so, so for me, it, it really sucked. Uh, uh, I, I think that was in the, in the series that I actually had fresh, so I, I took that yeah. right out of the curriculum. Yeah. Fun. And, and while we're on the subject of stamina, at some point, uh, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to like take certain PTs and break them up and, and use their sections as inserts to other PTs so that you, you end up taking five section PTs because that's what you actually get. 
on the test, right? So it's totally up to you. Like you can just decide PT 40, you're going to be sacrificed. I'm going to split you up into four pieces and then each piece will get inserted into, I don't know, whichever four other PTs you decide. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And that's great because every, every four tests that you take, uh, you actually get a fifth, you get a fifth test out of it. Um, <laughs> and that's a good way to also to, to care about the experimental. Uh, because on the real thing, I don't care what anybody says. You, you have no idea what the experimental is. Uh, people say all the time, it's like, oh, I, I could tell that that was the experimental because it was, you know, like too easy or something. Like, oh, yeah. I, I have no idea. I, I can't spot it and, and don't think it's. You shouldn't be thinking about that either. Sure that you're, <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're caring about the experimental. And so far, the LG bundle, um, did you do those? Or if if you did, how long did it take you to complete that? Or did you do it in synchrony with your PTs? Um, I, I did I did a lot of uh, right out of the curriculum. And uh, and then I, I kind of uh, quit for a while. Um, so I, I, I kind of I kind of half-assed uh, logic games the first time through. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was I was continually I, I a lot of times I would just stumble into a good section and and I would use that to justify like okay I'm fine uh, <laughs> so uh, I and then and then at a certain point I had to you know accept like okay I've got to I've got to deal with this uh, this this can't be a possibility uh, you know when I would you know drop a section uh, and so, a lot of times a whole test but because of the logic game section. Um, so I, I stopped practice testing. Yeah, I, I identified something that I I needed to improve before it was you know useful to take another practice test. And I guess I spent maybe like three weeks, you know, just uh, focus on focusing on blind reviewing pretty exclusively. And uh, and after that, I was I was pretty good. Um, I, I think uh, so. I mentioned like logic games. I think was the difference um, or a big part of the difference between last year and this year. Uh, so I think one thing that I that I fell into with foolproofing is uh, I mean, that there were, were pitfalls to that that I, I didn't realize. And just as I you know became you know comfortable with the game that, that I was foolproofing that I had you know done once you know the second time through I uh, like each subsequent time through I, I I started I got a little sloppier each time I did a game uh, because the procedural shortcuts and and mistakes and errors kind of self corrected. So uh, I I think that's what went wrong last year it is I mean if if you know looking back at that section I saw like okay I didn't like have a catastrophic error that cost me six points uh, I just had a lot of little ones so I uh, I added uh, you know this past time for the one seventy six I added on top of foolproofing uh, I've been calling it procedural foolproofing I actually made a flowchart of exactly how I take logic games and I said okay step one what's the first thing I do. Uh, well, I read the setup. So I would go from the flowchart, read the setup. Uh, when I was done with that, I would go, okay, what's the second thing? Um, and I would just go step by step by step, just meticulously, uh, tediously uh, through it until uh, like, okay, I, I now uh, uh, approach uh, logic games with the exact same procedure every time. Uh, I, I've done this so many times that it's become so uh, ingrained. Like I, I don't think I could do a logic game uh, with a different procedure. Um, so eliminating those minor procedural errors that I, I think my sloppy foolproofing had had allowed for and had covered up, uh, I think was kind of the final piece of, of the puzzle for me for, for logic games. Uh, and as far as, long, as how long did it take, um, 
probably about maybe four weeks the first time, three weeks the second time, two, two or three weeks um, previous to the, this last September test. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Josh, we're getting requests to have you share uh, that flowchart of yours. Yeah, I could show. I'm, I've got a, a very rough uh, digital version, so may, maybe I can I, I can post a, a link to that and uh and maybe the thread for this after we're after we're done. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. Yeah, happy happy to share. Okay, so Isha. Uh, yeah. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. How are you? Hi, doing well. Um, thank you for doing this AMA, um, both of you. Um, so I actually had some questions for, so the biggest thing I'm struggling with right now is kind of what you talked about during this whole session, that huge gap between PT and um, BR. And um, kind of looking back on where I feel like I mess up, I tend to get stuck when debating between two answer choices, um, kind of both in um, LR and RC, where I feel like, oh, I've invested so much time into this, and I'm sure that it's one of these two, but I, you know, it's like maybe a detail that's making me question one or the other. And in RC, especially, it's like you were saying, you know, going back to the past, it really takes a lot of time. Yeah. And so I was wondering, you know, what strategy did you use, and how do you, um, I guess, since you've invested so much time, and maybe you've gotten to that point where you're like, these three are definitely wrong, and these two are right, how do you yeah. pick? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think fifty-fifty strategy uh, is really important, uh, especially on a lot of the harder questions. That's kind of how it what, what it comes down to. Uh, so if I if I can't do it quickly, I mean, if I get to the end of my answer choices, I've got two left. You know, I'll, I'll go back, uh, reconsider, maybe glance up at the at the stimulus again. Uh, I probably won't glance back to the passage unless I, I know exactly where to go and I'm like hundred percent confident. Um, but but I'll move on pretty quickly. Uh, what I've noticed um, is normally the reason I can't differentiate between two answer choices is because I'm missing something. I, I missed a key detail. I misread uh, something slightly. Uh, and and uh, if, if I stick with it, I, I, keep, I keep making the same error over and over. Uh, I keep reading it the same way. It doesn't clarify. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't come out. So a very important part of, of that for me is that I skip it. Uh, I, I actually have a, a very specific notation as I'm going through. I've, I've got, I don't just circle things for blind review. I, I circle things for, okay, this is a priority to come back to. I double circle things for, I, okay, you're probably just going to miss this one and, and it's okay. <laughs> so so I, I, uh, I come back to those. That's the first thing I do uh, when I finish the section is I go back to those 50-50 situations because a lot of the times when I come back to it, uh, whatever I was missing uh, jumps out at me. Whatever I was misreading my, my, with a fresh start, it corrects. Um, so I, uh, hopefully, I imagine a lot of times in blind review when you get to those, uh, it, it probably it, like, doesn't take you forever to, to do those. So like a, a lot of times you probably are able to get those pretty quickly, pretty confidently. So, so that's uh, a lot of times I just need a fresh start. Um, and when I come back to it, um, yeah, I, I benefit from the work that I've already done. Yeah, I normally don't need to re-eliminate the three, uh, the three that I've, I've already gotten rid of. Uh, sometimes I end up you know, eliminating the remaining two, and that, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, I, I think getting a little space uh, is really important for me in those situations. And, uh, and that's my, I, I think my primary way to deal with that is I, I come back to it and the, the fresh start, the blank slate, uh, I, I'm able to pick up on whatever I was missing. 
Okay, yeah, thank you so much. That really helps. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you're welcome, and I hope I hope that you know we'll we'll improve on that because I I think I know for me I have a ton of those, and um and I tend to do pretty well of them with with that strategy. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, I mean, I've only taken I've taken around eight PTs since I finished the core curriculum at the beginning mm -hmm. of September, and it was just timing was just such a big issue, and I just couldn't figure out how do I because I was trying to skip and I was doing you know some of the strategies that I saw in the video that you guys made for post-core curriculum yeah, and yeah. I just felt like it was this kind of question where it's I feel like I've invested so much that I really struggled to address the timing issue there so yeah, this yeah, really yeah. kind of helps yeah it's, it's kind of a, a funny uh, thing because you, uh, you you feel like you can't skip until you know you're going to have the time uh, to come back to it but you you yeah. have to create the time by skipping in order for time so it's kind of a it can uh, kind of be like a leap of faith uh, the, the first time. So, you know, just, uh, just just go through it. And like we said, with objectives of the exercise, you know, do a section where the objective is not to to score as best you can. Uh, do, do an exercise where the objective is to bank as much time as you can um, and judge your success uh, based on how much time you have at the end and, uh, okay. and work, work on it from that angle. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. D asked the question, what would you do if you had, what would you do over if you had the chance? Like, what would you do, do different? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would, I, I guess I would, well, you know, I'm not <laughs> sure. I, I, so I was, I was gonna say I would just do it right from the start. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I don't know that that's, uh, I think it's a, you know, probably a good answer, but I mean, you know, like I said, this, the, the, this test was uh, much, uh, much more to me than, than just something that I've got to do before I can go to law school, uh, you know, personal transformation. And um, so, so I, I, I don't know that I can sincerely say that because um, I, I had to, uh, I had to grow as a person. And, and I think, I think ultimately that's uh, means more to me than uh, that the opportunities that this is going to create um, as, as big as that is. Yeah. I, I, I really feel like I, I transformed and, and earned it and, uh, but became a better version of myself. Um, so I, I think a lot of my mistakes, um, you know, early on, um, were uh, pretty pretty important to me. I, I th those were instrumental to, to to what happened in this in this process. So I, I, I'm not sure that uh, that that's an honest answer. Um, I, I suppose objectively, yeah, I mean, like yeah, I wish I didn't have to go through all of that. Uh, but you know, I, I'm glad that I did. It, it was um, it, it was a it was a very uh, meaningful experience, my my LSAT journey as a whole. Uh, I so, like I like that answer. I think you'd be a different person um, if you yeah if things went more smoothly for you because this whole thing took two two years and some months. Mm -hmm. Right. So you'd, if if it just it was if it was easier for you, I mean you just you wouldn't be the same you wouldn't be the same Josh. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and I think I, I came through this better than than I started. I like that. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I would. Uh, I, I suppose I, I could have gone through the same journey with um, maybe, maybe without taking at least one of those first two uh, <laughs> tests. So I, I think I could have lost one of those without a significant yeah. Yeah. Uh, reduction in value of, of the journey. <laughs> well, that's that's a great answer, and it's a great great answer to end this AMA on. Uh, just one last thing for everyone here who's in attendance. Uh, we're auctioning Josh off to take your LSATs for you. So to the highest bidder, 
you can you can start typing into the chat how much you're going to pay to have Josh take your take your uh, outside. <laughs> bit early and and bit often. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was a lot. Um, okay, so Josh is going to be uh, reachable through Seven Sage. He's he's on the forums a lot. You'll still see him a lot. He's going to lead a bunch of. Uh, you're going to lead a bunch uh, of stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so um, um, Monday nights, um, I'm doing a, a series of uh, LR workshops. Uh, I kind of want to focus on like, like some of the like real nitpicky specific stuff where we uh, get caught up in, in a lot of the errors that I, I know I wrote off as like careless mistakes uh, that, that turn out not to be careless mistakes at all. They're, they're very specific traps written into the test by the, by the test writers. Um, so, so every week going to be looking at a, a different one of those. Uh, and then also, I, I think I want to do a, a similar thing with like a, for, for strategy, for, for different strategy uh, exercises and, and drills. Because uh, I, I know a lot of it for me was like, like what even are the exercises that, uh, that I need to be able to do to address all of these things? Uh, so I, I think I would like to uh, kind of do some of that as well. So I'll, I'll definitely want to be, you know, taking everything that I, I've learned and, and figured out, you know, on, on my way up and, uh, and, and kind of, you know, leaving all of that behind in as, in as much detail as I can. Yeah, so that's you said that's every Monday Monday night. Yeah, yeah, great. So those are free for people to join. And are you going to cover RC and LG in other uh, other webinars? Um, yeah, so um, uh, uh, Sage Daniel uh, is is going to be doing uh, Thursday night workshops on RC. Great. Uh, so I, I think I think you know uh, collectively we'll we'll be doing a lot. And then uh, I, I do want to. Uh, like I talked about with logic games, with uh, the procedural foolproofing. Yeah, that sounds uh, great. I, I want to do something yeah, with that. I think definitely that's definitely share that. important element that that's that's missing. So, um, yeah. so I'll, I'll begin that by by posting that link and uh, and, and yeah, maybe, maybe do a some some kind of webinar on that. Uh, I think would be would be valuable. Great. Well, thank you, Josh. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you everyone who's here for taking time out of your night to attend. Uh, we're gonna have more of these AMAs with. Uh, at least two other seven sagers who recently uh, got a sage promotion. Uh, so I hope to see you guys there as well. And I'll see you on the forums and have a good night, everyone. And thanks everybody for coming and I'll see you all around. Hello, it's JY from the present. First of all, thank you for listening to uh, that entire conversation. Or even if you skipped some of the parts, thank you for making it to the end. I hope you found it helpful, maybe even a little bit inspiring. If you leave with just one thing, let it be this. Sometimes it just takes a freaking long time to improve on the LSAT. I hope if nothing else, that's at least somewhat comforting. So since this is kind of a new project we're doing, and like I said, I'm not quite too sure if it's something that we're going to continue doing, I just want to hear your feedback. I'm, I'm really keen to know what you thought we did right, what you thought we didn't do right, any of your suggestions, your comments, ideas for what we should do in the future, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at sevensage.com. I really want this to work for you, so I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much.